today we have Jamie. Jamie, what's going on? Oh man, what a day. What a day indeed. <laughs> and then we have with us Mateusz as well from Chicago. What's going on? Not much, just excited about the weekend. Yes, this has been some day. It has been a rare day where I freaking slept in, and anytime I sleep in, I get up to like a thousand messages <laughs> with all kinds of news happening. I can't remember what it was last time, but I was like, what the hell? So I might sleep in again tomorrow, and we'll get like a Mape or somebody like that. So, uh, well, it looks like it's almost a, pretty much a done deal. I'm assuming it's not going to be official and not signed till tomorrow because he was having his medical today from what I understand. Uh, but looks like we do at the end get Thiago. So I don't know if you guys heard the rumors ever. <laughs> it's only been going around for a freaking few months. Not once. Uh, but so, Jamie, let's start with you. What is your take? Obviously, we've kind of talked about it before, and I think everybody here was all for it because obviously we're not paying the money. Uh, but so what do you think? What does this change? Oh, what does it change? It it just adds a world-class talent to an already star-studded midfield. But, I mean, he, Thiago is, I hate to say it, he's straight ahead of most of our midfielders. Um, Control-wise, he's just... His range of passing, it, 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 look, it, 20 million is a bargain and 5 million a year, whatever it is, like we're, it's unbelievable. It's, the, the business is fantastic. Um, obviously, social media has been up in arms over this past 40 days between seasons and, you know, we strengthen from a, a position of strength and blah, blah, blah. It's finally over the line, and when I woke up this morning, I was just in absolute awe. You know, we've we've done it. We've we've lured a massive talent to our massive club. Mateo, so I mean, obviously, this guy is very talented. He's won pretty much anything and everything out there with Bayern, and before then, he was with Barcelona. Um, I mean, is he, obviously, once he gets settled in, is he the first one to be penciled in in this midfield now? I think he has to be. I think when you look back and there were talks of bringing talent in, there was always uh, an argument for which positions could actually be upgraded in the starting 11. And nine out out of ten times, it was the midfield. So I think he more than likely gets the goal right away. Now, the question is, who do you set up with him? That's, that's a, that's a different story. I mean, that's, that'll be very interesting because I think Klopp's going to have to see who, who plays best around him and, and what his strengths are. And then who can also back up his weaknesses. Cause Tiago's not, not a perfect player. I mean, there's hardly any perfect players in, in the history of the game. Um, despite a few, you know, Jesse Lingard, but, um, <laughs> so it's, I think it's just important that, we kind of let the situation ease in a little bit and understand that it will take some time, even just for one player to mesh well with the other players. Unlike, you know, everyone who's, I think the biggest thing is finally sort of like Jamie was alluding to kind of quieting down the social media and their, their ridiculous reactions to not spending any money. Hopefully this kind of, you know, shuts them up for a little bit and lets them sit back and actually enjoy the club and, and, and the start of the year rather than, 
you know, freaking out about a team that just signed nine different players, you know, and, you know, instead of just watching what's going on behind our back, kind of just watching our team and watching them play. That, that is a good point. I know we were talking with uh, Chris on the last pod. I almost got the sense that there are a lot of fans almost waiting to be able to say, see, we should have signed somebody and stuff like that. And when the first week, you know, despite three points, you know, nobody is ever happy. But uh, so you're right. It does kind of quiet that down a bit. But of course, now it's like, we need somebody, we need Sar, we need somebody for the front and stuff like that. So <laughs> those rumors have started again as well. And I know it will happen. Uh, so let's look at the aftermath. I mean, as of now, it looks like uh, this would be, because until now, when we talked about it, it was always like almost like a swap. You know, we give Genie here and then we get Tiago there. And it almost looks like as of now, Genie is still staying uh, at least till January. So it's not necessarily a, you know, like a trade off. Um, what do you see happening, Jamie? I mean, I know there are talks about Brewster being sold. I've even heard rumors about uh, Divac. That's why I can't wait till freaking October 5th because I really, there's just, Everybody's so just farting a rumor air, out at this yeah, point. So, uh, so I mean, what is your forecast? Well, like, where do you see us in October 5th? Uh, like, give me some names that you think will not be on the squad um, and maybe somebody who will be on the squad. I mean, Shaq. I'll go, I'll go there straight away. Um, Harry Wilson. Um, like we talked about before the season started, I think one or other of Brewster and Origi will be leaving. Um, and that's both ends of a shitty stick for me. I don't want either of them to leave um, for both different, very different reasons. Divock should be getting his statue any day now. And, uh, <laughs> and Brewster's a young and up and coming talent, which, you know, Liverpool. I haven't got the greatest history with uh, a few that we all remember flopping, but uh, people like Trent and, and players that come through the academy of, of days of old, like Stevie, and, you know, you know, it's, it, it's nice. It's always nice to have a, a bit of a homegrown talent, and everybody's talking about the, um, you know, the uh, cap on homegrown players and, and how many that's why the whole in and out one in one out things happening in the first place so so yeah I mean if we can get rid of Shaq and Harry Wilson and bring in Sar question mark um, <laughs> you know I guess that wouldn't be too bad I mean with especially with Brewster I feel like he still has a future and I know they you know if they did a deal uh, I mean, I've heard, you know, obviously with the Sheffield United is like the leading rumor, I think. And look like it was for a lot of money with a good buyback clause. I mean, that clause would have to be there because I really feel like he does have huge potential. I mean, the kids can finish. He knows where to be uh, and things like that. I mean, will he eventually fit into this system? We do not know. But in terms of potential, it's definitely there. Uh, so to me, for both those guys to be gone or one of them to be gone, somebody would have to come in. I feel like if we don't sign somebody for the front three, we would basically be saying, hey, this is who we're riding with, and it's Divac and, um, you know, like Brewster. So what? let's take your forecast as well, Matosh. Like, what do you, who do you see staying? Who do you see coming in? 
I don't really have anything other than what Jamie had already mentioned. I think we're going to be looking at those, those four names are the ones that will keep popping up. The Divac, Shaq, Wilson, and Brewster. Um, now I think Liverpool could benefit the most from offloading Brewster for a year, possibly, um, and getting him back. I don't think they're losing much by losing Shaq or, um, or Wilson. I think Divac will be a, a little bit of a loss just based on the, the cult hero that he's become. Um, but yeah, I definitely agree with you in saying that if you don't, if you don't find someone uh, to, to back up that front three, then you kind of have to just keep, keep rocking with what you've got. Otherwise, you know, if, if it, it's been working, so why change it at this point? Um, so yeah, I, I wouldn't, I can't see any other name besides Genie in January, possibly finding his way out. I think it all, I know that there were talks with him and Klopp and, and there were reports saying that it went well. Uh, but you don't, you never really know. And until there's actually a new contract signed or, you know, there's, uh, there's a deal officially done one way or another, then um, I think I still see Jeannie leaving uh, in January. But as far as the end of this window, if anything, I see Wilson and Brewster leaving and I think that's it. And I don't think they bring anyone else in. That's my prediction is that Brewster and Wilson leave and uh, we'll end it at Costas and Tiago. Yeah, I'd be all right with that, you know. Let me let me let me ask you a, a a completely throwaway question. How much would you be willing to part with Carius for? Like, what 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 sort of offer? <laughs> like, you're right. This is a very throwaway question. <laughs> um, I don't know, like a bag of balls or something it, for practice. Yeah, it's one in, one out. Why can't we just offload him? Oh, um, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. Um, yeah, I, I don't. Well, maybe because you need someone to want him. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, didn't think about it like that. <laughs> I think not only like want him. Honestly, in a pre-COVID markets, he would probably have been sold for semi decent money. He's still a young dude, mm-hmm. and I, I mean, he did do decent for us at one point. And like you say, for a goalkeeper, he's really young. Uh, so somebody would probably give us five or ten or whatever for him. Uh, and we would be able to move him. And I think this same thing with Wilson. I think, you know, if it wasn't for this COVID market, I think we would have offloaded him for a pretty, I mean, look at the money we got for Solanke, for God's sakes. And, you know, Wilson has done it and, you know, played. I don't think he's good enough for us. And I don't think he ever will be. He's not getting any younger and he's not developing further. Just not strong enough. Just doesn't have the, like the pace of play in terms of to be able to work in the system. But having said that, there are a lot of teams that can use him just to set pieces alone to bring him some goals and, you know, create some stuff. Uh, and I think we would have gotten a lot of money for him. I think this whole COVID thing just affects the entire market. And as, honestly, I don't think you're getting Thiago for, you know, like four installments of like a freaking like a DVD set from online purchase kind of a deal either if it wasn't a COVID deal. So, um, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't think you're going to generate much money from him. And it doesn't seem like he's a bad influence. He's probably just an excess right now. I mean, do we even need him? Like, is there any chance of him ever coming into a game? Maybe on a cup game when Adrian gets injured or something like that, even then. So um, I think in terms of like getting the numbers and stuff, they have enough players that they can move on and get some money from. It's just a matter of, you know, would they do, uh, would they be able to get decent money to be able to go in and spend somebody 
Well, um, if anybody's going to get decent money for him, it's Edwards. That's for sure. Exactly. We, we know yeah. that. That's a fact. So let's, before we get into the weekend's game, uh, looking around, I saw, I mean, there's like other rumors, a lot of stuff happening right now. And sadly, it'll probably be for the next couple of weeks here. I saw Bayless bringing his clubs to London, possibly, <laughs> so he can play golf Four. over here. <laughs> and, you know, like uh, they're getting the left back from uh, Real and stuff like that. So, I mean, what do you guys think? And honestly, of all like those moves that you see, if United does not end up being able to somehow work a deal with Dortmund, it looks like they could just be just watching everything from far away and going into the next season. I know I always talk about my brother who's a United fan. He's like, what are we doing? Are we even doing anything? And they're not really, unless they seal that Sancho deal. It's been a waste of a summer uh, for the most part with them. So Metoish, we'll start with you. I mean, obviously by the time Bill gets in form, we could be done with COVID for fuck's sakes. But uh, so wh- what do you think like it will, it will bring to the league out of all these rumors you're seeing? Is there one that you say, you know what, that's a good one that could make a huge impact? Uh, as far as, well, I don't know if, if Bale is a rumor anymore, because I'm pretty sure that they've agreed to, to terms. Um, so I think it's a nice story for Tottenham for Bale to come back after all these years. I don't think he's coming back anywhere near the top of his game. Uh, he, he's lost that years ago, unfortunately. And that's not necessarily on him. I think most of it, part of it, if not most of it, is to do with Real Madrid and how they treat some of their players and kind of exiling him after some poor performances. It, it's really damaging to, to think about that. You know, they're, they're putting so much money into this, into this player and essentially just telling him that he's not, he's not good enough for them and that he's not going to play at all. And so what else is he, is he supposed to do if he's stuck in a contract? So I think he's been made, trying to make the most of it by having fun and poking fun, having golf, but it'll take some time for him to, to get back to any kind of form considering that he just hasn't played in a while. And it's going to be a completely different system under Mourinho than what he's been playing or practicing at, in, at Madrid. Um, I think, it's it's just a nice story for Tottenham all around. So I, I don't think it's necessarily necessarily a, a bad move, but I don't think it's anything to worry about, like some people have been saying. Um, as far as that, I, I can't think of any other rumors besides the Sancho deal. I I just personally I would hate to see Sancho go to Manchester United. I think he's an incredible player. I think he's going to be one of England's greatest players ever, and I think it'd be a shame if he went to Man United right now, and especially given their their overabundance in the midfield and, and on the wing, I feel like it just, it, it doesn't even make sense um, just because they have a lot of players that could have the same position as Sancho. And I get that he's better than, than a lot of them, but it's just like, I don't know. It just feels like they're adding on to something that they already have unnecessarily um, more of a, for the namesake than an actual help in, in, in their team um, where they could, adjust and help for other positions. And the same with the, the Van de Beek signing. It just didn't make sense because they already have that position covered. Um, so I don't know. I, I just hope to see Sancho go anywhere else. Honestly, I don't care if he goes to Chelsea or city or I just don't want him to go to, to man United. Um, and I think they will look back on this window in failure if they do not get Sancho, which is, which is fine. You know, they'll just let them kind of sit back and, 
and cry about it for the next several years, hopefully. <laughs> and and what I heard is, I mean, they, Real wants to get rid of Bale so bad. They will pay 60% of the wages from what I understand. Tottenham is only picking up 40% of the wages. Yeah, which I mean, they've a been, ridiculous amount for Bale. They've been, they've been paying 100% for the last couple well, of years. So 60%, 60% isn't that bad. <laughs> good point. Yeah, good point. <laughs> Uh, so, Jamie, like, out of all these rumors floating around, is there a specific one that you're like, hmm, that's intriguing? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to hard to get away from Sancho, isn't it? Like, I mean, it obviously, undoubtedly, a, a fantastic uh, future ahead for the kid. Let's just hope it's not at United. Because, um, like Mateusz said, he's just going to, well, he, he won't waste away there. He'll 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 probably shine there, but um, I'd I'd rather watch paint dry than watch uh, good talent like that go go to waste at at that nightmare. Um, but yeah, that's that would be big news for them. But we're we're talking about Man United here. I mean, they were rumored to have. Tiago locked up four or five years ago uh, when David Moyes took up. No, it's more than four or five years now. What? When was David Moyes manager United? About six, seven years ago now? Oh, the good old days. 20, <laughs> 2012, 2013 So, yeah, I maybe say. more. So, apparently, Fergie had Tiago lined up and... Moyes was about to sign him and apparently Moyes declined signing him because he didn't know enough about the player. Now, if your old boss was Sir Alex Ferguson, Sir Alex in air quotations, um, you would take the man's word for it. He didn't. And two months later, he signed Fellini. <laughs> so, to be fair, Fellini has a lot better hair. But... <laughs> But, I mean, you know, you, you go onto YouTube and you type in Tiago Alcantara, uh, Man United. There's about 10 videos from different years uh, that he was supposed to sign for them. So, I don't know. You know, they, they, they probably won't. They get rumored with everybody. They were rumored with Haaland. They've been rumored with Lewandowski. They've been rumored to everyone, even Bale. And they never get them. They never get them over the line. So let's hope that trend continues with Sancho. Yeah, can't complain about that trend. I mean, yeah, within a week, you know, all these names that I mentioned with them. I think at the point, like, agents know that United is looking to spend the money on somebody uh, in some ways. So I think it's an easy way to kind of, like, increase somebody's price. So kind of like throwing the Liverpool name in there with the success we've had and how well we've done in the market. If you want your player's value to go up, just say, hey, Liverpool like him too. And they were like, what? You know, so... Um, but yeah, I agree. Let's hope this trend continues and they get kind of like stuck holding the bag at the end. I mean, it's looking more and more like it, but uh, like I say, can't wait till October 5th so we can just talk nothing but football and sort of transfers. I know we haven't really, like, I, I can't indulge myself in the transfer season because until today, because today we entered the transfer season with a bang, you know, like, so I, I'll indulge the transfer talk now, but usually I don't really care. I'll sleep in tomorrow, so there'll be even more news. Don't worry. That's what I'm counting on. So. Mbappe's coming. Mbappe's coming. So, okay. So, 
let's take a look at the weekend and do our preview for the weekend playing Chelsea. I mean, obviously, there's a lot riding in this game. I personally think it's a good time to play them uh, mm-hmm. without all these signings. Leave alone gelling. I mean, they have like most of them are not even going to be able to play. Looks like I mean, it's kind of like most of these new names are kind of like up in the air in terms of who will be able to play against us or not. And it's a good time to get this away fixture to Chelsea out of the way as an established team that we are kind of like playing against a team that's kind of like trying to work things out. So, and I watched their game last week, uh, the first 60 minutes or so. I mean, honestly, it didn't look like. It almost looked like they were going to lose some points in that game. Definitely did not look like the game where they kind of like, I mean, they got that goal out of like an error, the penalty, uh, which was a brutal error, mind you. So it, they did not look that impressive. Not that we did the first week, mind you. We did going forward, but not defensively. So, uh, Jamie, let's start with you. Like, I mean, what do you see happening in the game? Um, and then we'll kind of go into the specifics in terms of like the lineups and stuff as well. It's going to be interesting to see a few matchups in this game, you know. Um, very interested to see Virgil put uh, put a decent body check on Timo Werner and just absolutely flatten him in the first couple of minutes. That'd be nice. Um, he, he doesn't even need to, like, body check him. He just needs to continue his run and Timo will just bounce off him. Um, like, so I, I'm definitely interested to see how Verge handles him. And, you know, he, he was quoted last week and saying, oh, my God, this Premier League's amazing. Look at the size of these defenders. You haven't seen nothing yet, mate. Wait, wait till you come and see us at Anfield. <laughs> you know? So tomorrow at, at the bridge, he's, uh, he's in for a rude awakening. Um, but, you know, Chelsea have obviously splashed the cast this season, so... It'll be interesting to see if they bring out their new boys. Yeah, I mean, from what I read, most of them might not show up because they just started training and stuff. So it'd kind of be risky to throw them out there. I mean, like Silva, I mean, do you want to roll the dice, especially in that position and bring somebody in who's not really used to playing with the other guys yet where, you know, cohesion is so important in that defensive line? Uh, same thing with like Chilwell as well, I guess. It's a bit easier than the center back position in some ways, but still, you know, that defensive line working as a unit is so important right now, especially when you're dealing with players like, you know, Salah and Mane who can make runs behind. If you don't have a cohesive defensive line, that could be, I guess it would work for us, but it would be really dangerous for them. So uh, let's kind of like take a look at the lineups. Um, so, Mateusz, how do you see us lining up on this one? I mean, the front three and the goalie is set. Right yeah. back, left back is set. Uh, do you see Matip in for Gomez, or do we keep riding Gomez and not hurt his confidence? I think I think Gomez stays in for this one still. The only rotation I see is um, not that he didn't play well, but I feel like a midfield of Genie, Fabinho, and Henderson is better suited for Chelsea than um, Genie, Keita, and Henderson. Um, just because defensively, at least, that's, that's, what, you're, that's what I'm looking at. Um, and so if, if there's going to be any changes, I think it's just one. And I think it'll be, uh, I wanted to say Tiago, Fabinho. <laughs> <laughs> Almost Fabinho, Fabinho for Keita. Which actually, that reminds me, before we go back to the lineup with you, Jamie, I mean, when do you guys anticipate 
seeing him hit the pitch as a Liverpool player? Well, if you listen to Reddit and all the rest of it, his sister's been in Liverpool this past couple of months. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I, I dare say he'll be um, announced probably tomorrow. Um, he'll way too late for registration for the Chelsea game. Sorry, Matush. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 I know, I know. <laughs> but yeah, I, it would be lovely to see him jet into to Liverpool, get the papers signed and see the Melwood lean. Um, but uh, he'll, he'll probably be around in the next couple of weeks. I, who's it next? It's Arsenal? Arsenal. Yeah. yeah. And then it's... Yeah. And then, it's and, the then and then Villa. When's the, when's the Carabao Cup? Oh, that's, that's uh, right away. Uh, next week like before like, Arsenal. Yeah, like Thursday so, or something like Thursday, that. Thursday, yeah. So throw them out against Lincoln. <laughs> really I almost like when I looked at the schedule and knowing Klopp I almost felt like it would be after the international break which ends up being like October 17th I think is our first game back and I think it's actually Everton if I'm right uh, but yeah. I almost felt like it would be just knowing Klopp and how it goes unless you know he just kind of like strolls in on the 85th minute or something which is not something like Jurgen normally does but I mean, I definitely get that point of view, but like Tiago is the kind of guy that's just going to stroll in, isn't he? <laughs> you know, you would think, but like I say, the way we play, the way we press, and stuff like that, I think is you know, in some ways, is too complex, or it takes a while before you know, Klopp has full confidence in your understanding of the system. I mean, I'm just thinking of aside from like Van Dyke. I can't think of a player that we signed and then he they was out there right in. away playing. Robo, Fabinho, they all had six months on the bench, you know, training. And I don't think it will take that long, for example, for Thiago, but I just feel like it would be at least a couple of weeks, a lot of training sessions before, you know, he's like implemented in there, at least in a defensive midfield position. Uh, maybe in like, you know, in the role of like, you know, Genie or Henderson and stuff like that, we might see him earlier. I just feel like if he's going to be that anchor as a defensive midfielder, it would take a bit longer. But um, So do you agree with Matosha's lineup or are you keeping Nabi out there or how do you go with Jamie? I, I, I do have a, a special place in my heart for Nabi, but um, I feel like Mateusz is, is nail on the head there. It's uh, much more suited to, to the... Tried and tested, tried and, and tested midfield of um, Hendo, Genie, and Fab. Um, I, I don't know. It's um, this whole past week has thrown up a lot of questions, and now that we're facing a, a much higher pedigree of, of opponent, um, it'll be good to see Hendo back on the pitch. I believe so. I mean, like, it's almost like he's probably the first one to be penciled in there in that midfield. And I do agree that, you know, we would need Fabinho out there. Uh, and it does feel more natural to have Genie out there to have some more stability in midfield. I, I think, I mean, I have, and I would think Klopp has enough confidence in that front three to be able to create stuff against that Chelsea defense. Uh, especially, I mean, with the Chelsea defense of the old. I mean, they've never had a problem with them before. Uh, in terms of creating opportunities. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think then we're pretty much all in agreement in terms of the lineup. Let's see if we're all in agreement in terms of the final score. So, Jamie, we'll kind of like reverse back to you this time. What do you have for the final score? I'll take a boring 1-0 just, just for 
For my heart. Um, How is one nil uh, like a recipe for a good heart? That's like a, a, a boring one. Say, it's yeah. a, one. a boring one. I don't know. I, after last week, um, obviously I turned 35 there the other day. So Tiago is my birthday present. Thank you very much. Oh, that's right. Uh, that's right. <laughs> and uh, actually, while I've got a second, I'll, I'll give a shout out to my lads at LFC Wilmington because. Uh, they got me a message from Aldo, John Aldridge, um, on on the Cameo app. So that was just made my absolute, absolute year. But um, yeah, I think uh, I'll take a boring one nil any day after after the week I've had. <laughs> <laughs> See, yeah, that one nil is disturbing for me. Uh, Mateusz, what you got? Uh, I am going to go with 2-1, but it's going to be 2-0 until late. I think they find one in the 86th minute, make it 2-1. So so kind of, you know, put two in early in the first half um, just to ease Jamie's nerves and then, <laughs> and then, you know, play out the half and then Chelsea bang one in the 86th, 87th minute and you call it a day. And then give me a heart attack for the last like four minutes plus the overtime. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. So, I'm older than Jamie. My heart is a bit more important and a lot more fragile than his. So I get the calm first half and you get the terrible second half. <laughs> I'm going with a 3-1 actually. I'm going with like a 2-0 to 2-1 to 3-1. I'm hoping for a lot better defensive focus. And I really think if we started with Fabinho... Uh, we'd be a lot better defensively going at Leeds as well. I really think that first game, we did not really expect Leeds to have the courage to go at us like they did when they were in championship um, and kind of caught us off guard because it did settle a lot more once Fabinho was back in there. So I think starting with him defensively will make us a bit more stable. And honestly, like if you go back to our last game uh, with, you know, Lampard throwing his temper tantrum on the sideline and stuff. I mean, if you look at that game, we really controlled the game and kind of had them until, I mean, we had the lead, I think it was like 3-0 at the time. And then I would assume like hearing fireworks outside and stuff is not good for game focus. Uh, so once we started losing that focus with Pulisic coming in, who's not going to be playing this week, um, you know, they kind of took advantage of that slight, you know, lack of focus and then the moment we kind of like you know shook it up and said what the hell is going on we scored again uh with art so i feel like we're not going to have that we're going to be full focus um and we should be able to get the three points which would be huge we were talking before we started recording the podcast because the next day city is going away to wolves so it would be a huge psychological uh, plus, uh, I mean, even with a game in hand, starting six points behind Liverpool, it would be deja vu for them if they happen to lose points, which they lost both games to them last year. Any other games from the weekend that kind of catches your guys' fancy? I just wrote to Peace, uh, filling in for Jonathan Slate, who normally does our, you know, what to watch for the weekend, kind of yeah. interesting matchups. And I was looking. I'm glad to report we can sleep in on Saturday. Uh, but I thought Sunday morning game was interesting. But uh, aside from, obviously, our matchup, which it's probably a top matchup for any Premier League fan, even if you're not a Liverpool or Chelsea fan, that Monday night for us afternoon game is probably the only other, like, really top game this weekend. Anything that catches your guys' fancy that you're like, hey, 
I'm gonna definitely watch this to watch apart from your fantasy leagues or anything like that. <laughs> um, the Southampton Tottenham game looks looks tasty on paper, um, but it's way too early in the morning for me to get up to watch, <laughs> watch that. Uh, but um, yeah, there's. Uh, I mean, it'll be uh, it'll be a good highlight reel, I'm sure. Lots of uh, you know, you got Leicester and Burnley. You know, Leicester at home against Burnley should grab a few goals there. Um, and Arsenal, West Ham, the London, bit of a London derby there. So that should be good as well. Matej, are you getting up for anything or just hanging in there for a Liverpool game? Uh, if if I wake up naturally early enough, I will I will put it on. But I'm only really looking at... Uh, at Monday at this point. I I'm looking forward to both both games on Monday, honestly. Both the Villa Sheffield and the Wolves Man City games. I think those are two pretty good fixtures back to back that'll be enjoyable to watch. because um, I know I'm I'm one of the uh maybe in the minority in, in American Scouser that likes Jack Grealish. I don't know <laughs> a lot of people's opinions, but I know um I know a lot of people hate him for his short socks. So um, yeah, those get me, man. That's asking for kicking <laughs> the ankles. I'm sorry, but <laughs> and that's why he's the most fouled player in the PL. Exactly. Um, <laughs> when a guy hits, hits the field with those short socks, I know I play defense all these years. <laughs> that you might as well like paint a target on there because that's where I'm going for. <laughs> yeah, it was always so, the yeah. same way with white boots as well. If you wore white boots as a striker <laughs> against the defender, the defender is always. Fancy in a good day against somebody wearing white boots. You know what I mean? Interesting. More, yeah. more interested in keeping his white boots clean than he is getting stuck into the tackle. I was going to say, those are not going to stay white for long if you're going against the defense with those boots. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, United game would be interesting to see. That was probably another one I thought against, like, Pals. I mean, it would be interesting to see. I mean, that's the kind of game that United can get over the hump for. Uh, in terms of like a team that's going to sit back and look to counter. Uh, so Wilfred Zaha had like a decent week last week. He looked almost like his out there. Uh, so that interest to yeah. Apart from our game and Monday's game, um, but I mean it is Premier League, so if I'm up, definitely it's going to be on. Uh, gentlemen, anything to add before we head over to the weekend? Jamie. Uh, just any fantasy tips? I, I, I'm not asking Mateusz because he just you don't want to hear any tips from Jamie. <laughs> no, not not after this. Right. Although I think I might be wrong. I might be the highest score in American Scouser, but the, to be honest, after that first week display, it's a few questionable results there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't do too bad. I got like 60 points for the first week, which. Middle of the road. That's not too bad. That's average. Not for me. I do much worse than that unusual. <laughs> I know. Matosh no, already pressed the paddock button and just read the door. No, okay, okay. Here. Can I can I just explain this really quick? <laughs> <laughs> Let me clarify. So so you see what happened was. Um, <laughs> also, quick point to Jamie. Um, it's interesting that you say about 60 is average because I was curious about last year's FPL winner. And so I took the total points that he had and I divided it by the 38, um, 38 match weeks. And it's, it comes out to an average of about 67, 68 points a week. 
So yeah. if you can just hit that every week, then you'll come out of that. I mean, easier said than done. But, doing but you side, actually, dude. yeah, you actually were, were, as far as the whole season's concerned, you didn't do too poorly. Yeah. Um, just wanted to give you a little, nice little pat on the back. <laughs> All right, I'll take that. Um, so as far as my team goes, um, <laughs> I had a plan in mind going into the season. And then when those fixtures with both Manchester clubs were postponed, it kind of threw a wrench in everything. Cause that's, that's four clubs that weren't participating in the first week. And even though I got zeros on a couple of players, I could have just kept the team as was, it wouldn't have made a difference. Um, <laughs> I then looked into my team and then I noticed, and I, I asked and talked about how you get one free week where you can just do unlimited transfers. So I figured I, I might as well just get it out of the way early in the year to set my team up to the exact way I want it to be set up for the rest of the year. And so I went with a completely different strategy than I had before um, where I invested pretty much all the money in my midfield. Um, I have awful strikers that it just doesn't matter to me. I'm going with a four, five, one. That's my, that's my formation going forward. Cause I feel like if I can get consistency four or five points from my defenders and then have those five really good midfielders and produce maybe a couple points from, from my one striker, then I think average-wise is kind of what I'm looking at. I, I, I know I won't win any week by itself, but if I just do every week well, that's, that's, that's the, the goal. That's a strategy yeah. there. I, mind you, I'm giving him crap, but I'll probably hit the reboot button <laughs> next week myself. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, definitely check out AmericanScottsford.com if you're in our league, and I would hope so. We have over 150 teams we ended up with in our second annual American Scouser Cup. So uh, check out the post that Jamie did. He kind of like did a nice recap of uh, like top performers, not so top performers and what to look <laughs> for and things like that. And kind of like news around like the fantasy uh, football world as well. So and we'll be putting out another piece uh, shortly on our FIFA league that just ended. I know Matej doesn't want to talk about that, so I'll talk about it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we had talked about it with uh, Chris, uh, you know, our other Irish Chris, uh, had brought in the competition, but I'm proud to say I did win the final and uh, we ended that tournament on a good note. What a good note for me, at least. So uh, so we'll post that, actually, along with the final. Uh, we're hoping to start our new... Uh, this kind of like was more like a trial run for everybody. Um, and it kind of really went smooth and it was great overall. I mean, obviously, it wasn't as great for Mateusz, we will tell you, but uh, overall, it was like pretty good and pretty smooth. Uh, so, but we're kind of getting ready for the FIFA 21 tournament. Uh, so, like, start taking names for that and everything like that. So, uh, we'll get them more information out to you on American Scouser. Uh, so continue to check out the website. A lot's happening. Uh, we're doing really in-depth coverage of the women's team as well as the youth teams. Uh, I know Mateusz does a lot of work on the youth teams in terms of like their games and their recaps. And these are the guys that are going to pop out of nowhere and suddenly start kind of like, you know, like Trent and Jones and stuff like that. So it's always good to kind of like keep an eye on uh, that potential and who's going to come out of that. Because sometimes these guys pop out of nowhere if you're not following the youth teams. But well, Mateusz covers them for you. So continue to check out the website. Uh, definitely give us a follow and a like. And definitely join the discussion uh, on our page as well as Let's America, which is our uh, the group that admin with several others. Uh, definitely, as we were talking about last week, a lot better admin group that has like a lot more intelligent Liverpool conversation than 
guys who just drool over other teams and kind of like keep posting mm. on them. So <clears throat> if you're in a Liverpool US fan group, you know what I'm talking about or who the people I'm talking about. So if you want to get away, apart from doing the black button, here's another way. You can just come to the Left Sea America group. Just Lord, one gentlemen. word on the fantasy again. Uh, I'm not the leading American scouser. Who is? Our, our, no, it's not you, mate. Oh, but <laughs> <laughs> Mateus's hands went up in the air like he was celebrating the Champions League there for a second. Yep, that uh, was a premature nope. one. Yep. <laughs> call one call me Sterling. Guess. I'll give you one more guess. Uh, hold on. Um, PJ. No, 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 no. Bickler. Bickler is in oh. the lead of our of us of our of our American Scouser group in the American Scouser Cup League with sixty six points. I got sixty four. From the first Tells you league. all you need to know about fantasy football, I think. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> and the average is 50. 50 points was the average for the first week. But yeah, Paul Beckler, well done. Uh, with a name <laughs> like, who wants the taco salad? Oh, that's just... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like the the initial weeks are always a lot harder, as and I think this year is even trickier just because you know people can't keep signing people the first three four weeks and stuff. So really, like once you get the strategy down, like, kind of like Mateusz, Mateusz was talking. What was that? Was that a dig at Mateusz there? For- no, no, I'm just. <laughs> I do have a question though for you, Jamie. Um, since you're you're more uh, experienced with the fantasy um, part of it, what do you think? Tiago's value will be coming in. Do you think he'll be like a, a six to seven guy, a seven to eight guy? Because I mean, because those midfielders are like five, five point five. Like Hando's five point five. Yeah, five point five. He's probably going to come in at eight or nine. You know, really? Uh, I, I, more than likely. God okay. knows. You know, you better start saving money, there, buddy. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm not. Be, my team may, may even come in at, at some low ball, like six and a half, maybe. But yeah, I, I'd say seven or eight minimum. Temperature, my team's perfect. business with that is the rotation. I mean, you know, you know, he might not start every game. We might have a lot of rotation going with how deep our midfield is. So that's probably like the risky business there, just putting him out there and not having him start and stuff like that. But, right. right. Uh, well, another reason to check out the sites, as Jamie kind of predicts what's going to happen. But then again, based on the score, I don't know how much you want to follow his prediction. Here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and speaking of other predictions really quick, uh, there, if you want to, Feel free to also um, watch our other prediction league unfold because uh, we do have a weekly prediction league between seven of us. Um, Timichin's in second place right now. Uh, it's where we predict the scores of every single game for the week. So definitely, um, I would say a lot more challenging than fantasy because um, the, the, the variables are much more different. Um, but it'll be very interesting to see kind of how we do throughout throughout the year. Hopefully, everyone does it every week. Um, I, I might rage quit after a while if I start doing poorly. But, Just do what um, I do and call them all one nils, boring one nils. Yeah, that'll be a one nil. That'll be a one nil as well. Uh, the question is which nil. way? Yeah, which way? Well, gentlemen, thank you for joining me today. Uh, hopefully, come Monday or Tuesday when we do our podcast, uh, we'll be talking about another win. And maybe we'll have a huge lead already and start the season on top, just looking below at everybody, including City and Chelsea. Well, as always, keep following us. And thank you all for listening. See you guys next week. Never walk alone. We're top of the league.